with our series on the fruit of the Spirit. So I encourage you to go to Galatians chapter 22. Galatians chapter, yeah, 5, 22. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. There's no such thing as Galatians chapter 22. <laughs> okay. Kind of, I look at the number there and, and I, I didn't see the 5. Doing good to try to get a sip of water and your, your bottle is frozen. It is no water in the bottle. <laughs> it is frozen. Okay. <laughs> so Galatians 5.22. Let's see what the Lord says there. But the fruit of the Spirit is, let's say it together, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the fruit of the Spirit that work in our lives. I pray, Father, help us, Lord, to yield to the Spirit of God. And let Him, Lord, guide us through life so we can reflect Jesus each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so the fruit of the Spirit, or refocus on the fruit of the Spirit, that's a, the serious uh, and today we're going to look at the fruit of faithfulness. So, so far in a series of fruit of the Spirit, we looked at the fruit of uh, the first six fruits that are listed. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. So tonight we come to this uh, other one, which comes uh, the fruit of faithfulness. Was anyone, has anyone, imp- um, I'm sorry, has anyone important in your life ever let you, uh, I'm sorry. Did anyone important in your life ever let you down? Any important person in your life ever let you down? Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's much better. It's not ice, it's water. So did anyone tell you they would do something then they either forgot or changed their mind? I changed my mind. And you're disappointed. Has anyone made a promise to you and then broke that promise? And then the biggest question of all. Have you ever done any of those things to someone else? <laughs> it's easy to think about what others do to us. What about what other we do to others, right? So, tonight we come to the fruit of faithfulness. The word faithfulness is uh, related to the word faith. So, when a person is faithful, you can trust them, right? You can put your faith in them, and they won't let you down. In the same way with God, it's the same way with God. When we say God is faithful, we mean He is dependable, He's reliable, and we can trust Him. So, is your God faithful? And when we say, my God is faithful because I know He's reliable, right? I know He's trustworthy. I know I can go to Him because He's always there. He's faithful to His promises. Okay, so, when a person is faithful, you can trust Him, right? So, faithfulness is such an important quality for us to develop as believers. Get this. All relationships are built on what? Good word, trust. Relationships are built on trust. When you grow in faithfulness, people will learn they can depend on you. 
and you will enjoy a strong, healthier relationship when the people uh, with the people in your li- in your life. Another reason faithfulness is so important is because God rewards faithfulness. God is looking for people who is faithful to Him and His kingdom, so that we may bring great glory and honor to Him. God is looking for faithful people, and faithful people are what? Reliable people, trustworthy people. And when God has something for them, God knows they're going to do it because they're faithful. You follow that? They're reliable, they're faithful. Okay, so there are so so many areas where, where we need to be faithful in life, of course. We need to be faithful in home, in work. I mean, uh... For example, in a workplace, you know one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons people lose lose their jobs at a place I work, they're not faithful to be punctual. They're late every day, and they don't like that. They say, if I pay you, I want to be on time. So they're not faithful. They're not reliable. They come and go. They they, they don't come, no call. And it's like you can't do that. So, so faithfulness. Um, Faithfulness has to do with your character. As you grow in faithfulness, and as you allow the Spirit to strengthen, you will allow the Spirit to strengthen your character. So as you grow in character, you will become strong and more trustworthy, dependable person in all areas of life. So let's look at the fruit of faithfulness together tonight from several points. Number one, let's look first at the faithfulness of God. Is God faithful? That's the question. If I'm, you know, if I'm going to be faithful to God, is He faithful? Is the God that I serve faithful? So remember that the fruit of the Spirit in our lives is not the result of our doing or efforts, but what the Spirit is doing what? In us. It's not us doing. The fruit of the Spirit is not us doing. The fruit of the Spirit is God working in us. Not us doing. We're not capable of doing these things. So first, we want to see what the Bible tells us about faithfulness, the faithfulness of God. So remember, we can trace all this, the fruit of this of the Spirit back to God because all the fruit of the Spirit are rooted in God, in what? God's character. God is faithful. God is good. God is meek. God is loving. God is patient. So it goes all the way back to God. So God is the root that we bear the fruit. So we have seen this with each, uh, each of the fruit of the, uh, the Spirit I just mentioned. And let's look here, the fruit, look at that, the fruit of the Spirit. Let's go back to the fruit of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. So God is a loving God. God is a, a, the fountain of joy and a found, the fountain of peace. God is long-suffering. God is gentle. God is good. God is faithful. It's all come from God. Okay, folks? So, letter A, God is faithful. In our relationship with God, we can all testify here tonight that our God is indeed faithful. Is He faithful or not? He is faithful. We serve a faithful God. God doesn't lie to us. God doesn't disappoint us. You might get disappointed with the result, but God doesn't disappoint us. God doesn't change His mind towards us. God is a faithful God, and He sticks to His word. You know, say, say, I haven't entered what passed away, but my words... Pass away. So God does not, you know, is not an unfaithful. He's faithful to his, to, uh, to his word. He's faithful to his people. He never breaks his promise to us. He's always there to answer our prayers. He's always on time. 
The Bible tells us that our God is faithful in all His ways. Look what it says in Psalm 25.10. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as kept His covenant in His testimonies. And Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. So, our God is faithful to every generation. Our God is faithful. Our God is faithful to all of His children. God is a faithful God. So, so our God is faithful. Our God is absolutely trustworthy and dependable. Our God is faithful to His creation. He's faithful to His people. Our God is faithful in sending Jesus as He promised at the right time. God is faithful to judge sin, and He is faithful to save sinners. You put their trust in Him. Amen. How wonderful to know that our God is faithful and that you can always depend on Him. Jesus is coming again. That's right. the promise of God. Amen. And people, some people don't believe that. You know what? He is faithful to His promises. That's right. And He will come right. in the right time. Not when we want, when it's time, in God's time. So God is, is faithful. God's word is trustworthy. Number two, a lot of B. Not only is our God faithful, but God's word is trustworthy. Can you trust the words of the Bible? Some people say the Bible is just an old book. All right. Can you trust the words of the Bible? I do. Is the word of the living God. That's right. And the more you read, the more he teaches you, right? Amen. You go through the Bible, you read book by book, you read, you study, and every time you read it, God gives you something else. You know why? Because it's a living word. God's word is trustworthy. I can trust in the word of God because I know God is not trying to lie to me. He's trying to make me what? A better person. That's right. That's what people don't understand. Oh, I'm afraid to go to church. Why? Oh, I don't know. People are going to tell me how to live. Good. Because you might not live in good. You know, if you're not living good, you need somebody to tell you how to live good. And God's going to tell you in His Word how to live good. And how to do good. How to treat other people good. You know, I mean, believe me. I, I took my workplace because I work there. Spend most of my time there. You see people all day long, what they do is tearing people down. Tearing people down. Saying this. Saying this about people. You know what? They need the Word of God. They need to know how to treat people and talk to people and respect other human beings. See, God's word is trustworthy. You can learn all that in God's word. So, God's word is trustworthy and true. You can trust God's word because it is true. The Bible, the word of God, is not a simple book. The Bible is, like I said, a living book. So, can I trust God's word? Yes. Look what it says in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Had he said, and shall he do not do it? Or had he spoken, and shall he not make it good? God is faithful in all his ways, folks, and therefore God is faithful in all his words. The two go together. God and his word go together. We even have a saying, uh, we only uh, uh, we are only as good as your words. Don't we say that we a person is only as good as his word 
And let me tell you, when people begin to talk, we can tell the character of that people, of that person, by their words. There's a guy that used to work with us. We used to call him Happy Kenny. He was never happy. This guy, he, you know, he was, he was not grumpy. He was bitter. He was an awful person to deal with. Just, just mean, bitter person. And he said, one day he goes like this. This is what, like, you just want to laugh at it. He goes, he says, I'm only like this here. At home, I'm not like this. Okay. One year later, one guy that works with us stopped at his, saw him, because he retired since then, saw him in, in, uh, in the side of the road in front of his house, because he lives in the same neighborhood. He stopped. He came to work and said to us, hey, I saw Happy Kenny. Oh, you did? He is as mean and unkind and, and as bitter as he was when he worked here. Oh, I thought that's the only when he worked here. No. A person is known by his words, the character that he has. See, our God is known by his word. His word is true and pure. Amen. He is a good God. When a person is faithful, you can trust their words as well. God has given us His Word and in the Bible, and His Word is revealed in Scripture. It's absolutely trustworthy and true. You know, we can see the honesty of a person by their conversation, by their words, and we're more able to make friends with these people because we know the way they talk, the humbleness, the kindness of their words. Amen. What about God? Look what it says in Psalm 19.7, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise, making wise uh, the simple. You probably heard the saying, God said it, I believe it. That settles. It's good saying, isn't it? But you, you can actually leave out the middle part. It doesn't really matter whether you believe it or not. If God said it, it's sad, it's settled. <laughs> you don't have to believe it or not. When God said it, that's it. It's done. So, let us see. We see that Jesus, Jesus is, was faithful. I'm sorry. Jesus was faithful. Jesus is, you know, the image of the Lord. He came to earth. He walked in his ministry on earth. It was Jesus, was Jesus faithful? When we think about God and faithfulness, we also want to look at Jesus and his faithfulness. Life here on earth. And when we do, we see that Jesus, our Emmanuel, God with us, displayed the fruit of faithfulness in his earthly life. As we read the scripture, especially the gospels, we see that Jesus' life was a, a life of faithfulness to his heavenly father. He lived to please his heavenly father. Not my will, but thy will be done. He said, look what it says in John 17, 4. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou givest me to do. The writer of Hebrews tells us these words about the faithfulness of Jesus. Go to Hebrews actually chapter 3, verse 5. Go to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 5. See what the, the writer of Hebrews says about the faithfulness of Jesus there. Look what it says. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken of. Look what it says. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are ye? If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. So the writer of Revelation, the Apostle John, had these words to say about the faithfulness of Jesus. In Revelation 1 5 says, And from Jesus Christ, whom, whom, 
who he is, I'm sorry, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the king of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. So the word witness right there in this verse is the same word of English word that as is a modern word. So, so it means someone who is faithful to that in their witness to truth. It was Jesus faithful. Yes, he was. He was faithful all the way to Calvary's cross. So we can see God is faithful. His word is trustworthy. And Jesus was faithful to the Father. What a good example for us to live by, isn't it? So number two. We have a number two. We see the faithfulness and character. Faithfulness and character. So we have looked at the faithfulness in God. Next we want to see what the Bible says about the faithfulness and character. So remember, faithfulness has to do with, with character. I will grow in faithfulness as I will allow the Spirit to strengthen my character. Well, character is something very rare to find these days. People have no character and integrity these days. In the two different words. So, letter A, faithfulness is a matter of integrity. A matter of integrity. Integrity is a trait that has been lost in the life of people. Integrity is a, is a trait that has been lost in the life of people. What's integrity, folks? Praise the Lord that there are people of integrity still today. But we live in a society in which integrity is not seen in the lives of people. Some people actually don't understand what integrity really is and what it means. So faithfulness is the first of all matter of integrity. Look what it says in Proverbs 11.3. The integrity of the upright shall guide them. But the perverseness of the transgressors shall destroy them. Here those who are faithful are, are contrast with those who, are, who have integrity. Integrity has to do with the wholesome as a person. That's who you are as a person. I'm a person of integrity. I stand up. You see, the faithful, the faithful person is the same person inside as they are outside. Inside they love God, outside they love God. You follow that? Inside they're faithful, outside they're faithful. They act what they have in their hearts. It comes out. The way they live is in the image of their hearts. And praise the Lord for people of integrity and faithfulness. So, the faithful person is the same person inside as they are. They are the same person in private as they are in public. Their heart and their actions match up with them. What they do, who they are, who we see them, they're the same people. They don't, have, they don't walk around with masks on, one for every occasion. They are where they are. And you see them. Whenever you see them, you're like, wow, that person, when I see him in this place, he's the same person over there, the same person over there. So... For an example, Daniel in the Old Testament is a good example of faithfulness and integrity. Go to Daniel chapter 6 verse 4. Look what the Bible says here about um, a young man that was taken as a prisoner of war and went to Babylonian. And what he did there, he shows integrity and his faithfulness. Look what it says there in Daniel chapter four, 6 verse 4. Look what it says, in the president's... And princes saw the, the, uh, to occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they couldn't find none occasion, no fault. For as much as he was faithful 
Neither was there any area of fault, uh, of fault found in him. You see, Daniel was a man of integrity, a man of faithfulness. They tried to get this guy, and they find nothing to point at him. Isn't that good? To live in a world that's so deceitful. A world there's no integrity or character anymore these days. And you see somebody living in a foreign land. Faithful towards God. Faithful. Talking about Joseph. Sold to Egypt. No mom and dad. Teenager. Away from home. Good opportunity that he had. He ran away. Let me tell you. That man was what? Faithful. In jail he was faithful. Out of jail, he was faith. He was a man of integrity. It didn't matter if he, who was there or was not there. It didn't matter who, who saw him. And, you know, he was a man. He was faithful to God. He was a man of integrity. You know, goodness, sometimes, you know, people, Christian people, I see many through the years, you made a mess out of their life. You know, they one thing in church and another thing away from church. No, it should be, when I am here, I am there, and I am there, and I am there. I'm the same person. It should be that way. Because what's inside, got to be in the outside. Integrity and faithfulness. Listen, folks, I don't change because I change clothes on Monday to go to work. I don't change for who I am. I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. I go to, I go to work and I'm a Christian there. I can't control what other people do on their act, but I can, the only thing I can control is me. I love God. I work the workplaces. I love God at home. I love God here. And that's the way we should be. So if we're faithful to God, you know, and have integrity in our hearts towards what we believe, then no matter where we go, God is our priority. So the Babylonian administrators went looking for some way to accuse Daniel here, and they found nothing. How would you fill in, uh, fill in a group of journalists, journalists uh, um, were assigned to dig up dirt in your life? I mean, if, if for a group of journalists to go and, 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 and dig up dirt in your life, how would you feel about it? And then they do. You see these people, you know, uh, popular people, and before you know you know all kinds of thing about, things about them. You know what, they, what they're doing? They're digging. They're digging. Trying to find something to bury people. You know, to make them look bad in the eyes of society. They do it all the time. These people went after Daniel, you know, and they found nothing. He was a man of integrity and faithfulness. Daniel just did fine because he was a man, like I said, of integrity. Let it, let it be. Faithfulness is a manner of right priorities. So faithfulness is also a matter of, of having the right priorities in life. Jesus... Uh, 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 use these words about priority. Look what he says. In Matthew 6, 33, he says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So, I think that if we prioritize our life and what's more important to us, I think we'll be all right. Even in this wicked world with so many people walking away from God and living, the, doing right in their own eyes, like in the, in the days of the judges, we can, if we prioritize our life and put in our life or, or, or live with, with the things that are more important to us, I think we'll be all right. If we put God in the center of our living and put God as our first priority, I think we'll be okay. Jesus said this, but seek firstly the kingdom of God. 
So, seek God in His kingdom is a matter of priority. If you prioritize your time, you will seek the kingdom of God first. People are seeking all kinds of things in this world, folks. They are seeking false gods. You say, how in the world some people can be in these religions in the world? Because they never try to find the truth. I grew up in a Catholic church. I say it because I'm not ashamed to I say it. But when I began to search for the truth, I found the truth. That easy. So they just allow people to say all kinds of things. They don't stop to think, okay, where does this came from? And begin to question. When you begin to put question marks, you're going to find the truth. So people are seeking false gods. Some are seeking the fame of others. They even try to dress and to look like others. Oh, goodness. We have to turn into the image of Christ, not to the image of man. When we live in a world society, especially our younger people, they're walking around trying to look like this person and that person and that person. I'm like, why? Why am I going to look at the people? They even go all over the place trying to get the, the autograph. For what? But people do that. They, they're trying to seek the, 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 the fame of others. Some are seeking wealth and fame and fortune. Some are seeking to do the evil to others all the time. Some are seeking for a good name. Jesus goes on to say, our first priority should, seek, should be seeking God. That's be our first priority. And you know what? We'd be more joyful and happy if we do that. We are. I said, really? You know I'm telling the truth. You know. You're faithful to the Lord. Folks, this is a matter of the heart. This is a matter of faith. Look what it says in uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding that the will of the Lord is. You see, the writer of Ephesians reinforces what Jesus spoke in Matthew. is just to seek first the kingdom of God. It's a matter of faithfulness, it's a matter of priority. Let us see. Faithfulness is a matter of following through. Faithfulness is a matter of integrity, is a matter of priority, is also a matter of following through. The right of Colossians put it this way concerning this subject. It says, Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fill it. That's, that's Colossians 4.17. And Paul writes about this, the same subject of himself in, in this way in uh, 2 Timothy 4.7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. You see, the faithful person works hard at their task, finishing the work of God has given to them to do. Be faithful each and every day, all the way until you are takes us home. Jesus is a great example of this. He completed all the work that the Father gave him until the last minute, to the last detail. And at the end of his life, they are, they, they, uh, he was able to say, it is finished. And Paul said too, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. 
So faithfulness has to do with character. The faithful person is a person of integrity. They set the right priorities in their life, and they follow through uh, on things, keeping their word and working hard to complete the tasks set before them. So faithfulness has to do with your uh, character. You see, we believe, we have, first of all, we have to believe that God is faithful. Then we ourselves, we want to be faithful, but we have to have the right priorities and also, also be people of character and integrity. That number three, as we almost done, growing in faithfulness. Growing in faithfulness. We have looked at these two, two subjects. Now we're looking at faithfulness. Folks, we know that our God is faithful. Is he or is not? He is faithful. Our God is a faithful God. But the question tonight is not if God is faithful or not, because we know He is. The question is, are you faithful? The question is about God. We know God is faithful. The question is, are you faithful to God? He's not God, leave it or take it. If things go good, I'm faithful. If things go bad, oh, forget about it. No, no. In good times, in bad times, in season, out of season, Lord, I will be faithful. Because life comes, uh, as we live in this world, all kinds of things come our way. Today is a good day. Tomorrow is not a good day. Today we laugh. Tomorrow we cry. Today we hurt. Tomorrow we feel good. That's the way life is. But you know what? Lord, with all these things going on, I will be faithful. Look at Daniel in Babylon. He went through all kinds of stuff. He was faithful. Look at Joseph. He went through all kinds of stuff in his life. He was what? Faithful. How would you feel if your brother sold you to slavery like a dog? How would you feel if your family members will grab you and, and just throw, throw you in a pit, then plan to, to kill you, and then have to take you out and sell you like you a piece of merchandise? How would you feel? You know what Joseph said in the end? You meant for evil, but God meant it for good. You see? There was no resentment there. There was no anger. There was no hate. He said, you know, guys, you, you guys really meant evil. I'm not naive to this. You guys really meant to harm me. But God meant it for good. You see, he was faithful. He was a man of integrity. And even in the end, they told that, that, that after the, their father died, that, that Joseph was going to get even. And he had to assure them, oh, no, no, no. I don't have any of those thoughts towards you. So, don't you know that when we fail to give the Lord his tithe, is a lack of faithfulness in our part. We hold him back. What right belongs to him. You say, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. You know what it is? No, you're not being faithful. You're not trusting God. God, I'm faithful, but I can't afford to tithe. God, I'm faithful, but I can't afford to give to missions like I promised to. You know what? You have a lack of faith. Because if I believe in the faithfulness of God, if I'm a man of integrity and a man of character, and I am a man of faith, and I, I believe that God is faithful to supply all my need. You follow that? So, we hold back from giving because we think that we can use it for something else. Get this. Money is, the money is not ours to use anyway. It's God's money. Folks, that is a lack of faith in our part. Remember, God is faithful and God provides. If we fail to give what we owe to the Lord or right belongs to Him to worldwide missions is a lack of faith. The missionary still in a mission field serving the Lord faithfully and the Lord is providing for him. 
On the other hand, we miss blessings because of our lack of what? Faithfulness. We need more faithful people in this world, don't we? We need more faithful Christians in the church. So we are a number of things that we, are, we there's a number of things we can go in faithfulness. But let me tell you, we can grow in faith. Listen, God is faithful. Regardless if you are faithful or not, God is faithful. But if we are people of integrity and character, then we understand that we need to be faithful as well. So, letter A, remember God, God's faithfulness to you. Let me share with you some ways in which God is faithful to you. First of all, remember God's faithfulness to you. God is faithful to you in so many ways. Never fail. He never fail us with his faithfulness. We are the ones who fail him on a regular basis in the area of faithfulness. If you look at, uh, on the, uh, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, but it is true. So number one there, God is faithful to keep his promises. Is there any promises that God promised that he didn't keep? Can you mention anyone? God is faithful. And what he promised, he keeps. Keep in mind that our God doesn't try to deceive and lie to us. He is a God of love and justice. He is a God that cares. He is a God who is pure and holy. All of God's promise always comes to pass. God keeps his word and keeps his promises. And we believe and he, uh, that he's a faithful and a strong God. So, we can trust God because he's what? Faithful. So, God is faithful to keep his promises. Number two, God is faithful in his love and compassion for you. Many people think that God is a just cold judge who's ready to punish you when you do wrong and reward you when you do right. One thing that people miss out is that our God understands our weakness and how easy we persuade to fall into sin. Let me put it this way. Prodigal son. When that son went and lived in the ways of sin, what was the father? He was at the door, looking down, waiting for that son to come home. That son was lost. He even said to the other son, your brother was dead. That's how far that kid went. And he did something unthinkable. In the Jewish uh, uh, tradition those days, he ran down and embraced his son. Men didn't run in those days. That was the love of a father right there. That's how much God cares. He's telling the Jewish people, that's how much God cares, Jehovah cares for you. But you're not seeing it. He said, when he came home broken and said, in my father's house is better than, than live here, he went home. You know what? He was surprised. Because he knew how he left home. But they didn't have a father coming when he came home telling you, I told you so. I know it's going to happen. No. He embraced him. Made a big celebration. Because he said to his brother, your brother was dead and now he is alive. God is faithful to you in his love and compassion. Is God a compassionate God? Yes, he is. Is a God of love? Yes, He is. We see here by the fruit of the Spirit. One thing that people miss out is that our God understands our weakness and how easy we are persuaded to fall into sin. He understands our weakness. One thing that many people forget is that our God is a compassion God who forgives sins because He loves us. Our God is a merciful in compassion. Look what it says in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21. This I recall of my mind. 
to my mind, I'm sorry, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies, look what he says, that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Look what he says, great is thy faithfulness. Jeremiah right here is saying, our God is a faithful God. Number three, God is faithful in times of trials and temptations. Any temptation can be overcome by the word of God. You follow that? How Jesus overcame the temptation of Satan? With scripture. With the very word of God. Temptation can be very strong. It can overtake you. Very, every member of your body can just follow right through with temptation. But the very word of God can hold us back from that. It is easy to fall into temptation. It's easy to, in our mind to justify what we're about to do or the things, the places we go, whatever we do. You know, because we, temptation is easy to slide by. You know what? But we can overcome that because God is faithful in times of temptation. He, you, can quote, you can read His Word and you can overcome any temptation. Listen, folks, our world is full of problems. Right. You got that? And problem is something that is not foreign to any of us. We can do the, we can do the best that we can to overcome trials, problems of life, and even temptations. But all those things can be conquered in a much easier way by acknowledging the Word of God and to believe that the Word of God is true. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand and take heed, lest he fall. There's no temptation. Verse 13, taken but such as a common man, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above the, all that you are able. You see, you say, well, no, when we use the word of God, you can overcome any temptation in your life. Number four, God is faithful to prepare you for heaven. Well, it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, And the very God of peace sanctify you holy, and I pray God... Your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 24 says, Faithful is he that called you, who also will do it. Number five, God is faithful to protect you from the evil one. Second Thessalonians 3.3 it says, But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Number six, God is faithful when you are not. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Verse uh, 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 Number seven, God is faithful to forgive your sins. Is he faithful? Yes, he is. Every time you confess your sins, what he does? He forgives. Amen. And look what it says in... Uh, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Remember the Lord's faithfulness to you. God is faithful to you in so many ways. And when you remember his faithfulness to you, it will encourage you to be, for, be faithful to him and to be faithful in your life. Number, let it be, be a good steward of God's gift to you. The way to grow in faithfulness to be a good steward of God's gift to you. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 4, 2 says, Moreover, it is required in steward uh, that a man be found faithful. 
Be a good steward. What kind of gifts that God have given you? He gave you gifts, right? He gave you gifts that after salvation, you didn't know before salvation, but after salvation, you discover you had those gifts. I didn't know I could preach. But you know what? God gave you those gifts. God says, be a good steward of those gifts. Put it out. Use it for God's glory. So everything you have comes from God, right? And belongs to God. We don't really own anything in life, do we? Oh, I own a house. Okay. A few years from now, somebody will be sitting there and you're not there anymore. What happened to the house? You see that? We're just stewards. What God has given us. That's what we have. And some people think, you know, no. That's why so much evil in this world. People want one, one, and they're over willing to kill somebody else just to get what they want. But you know what? We're just stewards what, what, for a season here. Guys, life comes, boom, gone. And everything you had stays behind. So, remember that. So, be a good steward of God's gift to you. So, we don't, we are only stewards, like I said, of the things that God has entrusted us. You have been given a trust from God, and it, requ and it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. That's the second way you can grow in faithfulness. Be a good steward of God's gift to you. If God gives you a gift, use it. Be a good steward of that gift. Let us see. Examine your commitment in light of God's word. Another way you can grow in faithfulness is to examine your commitment in the light of God's word. Look what it says in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 4. When you vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. That's serious, isn't it? It says, for he had no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast owed. Better it is that thou should not vow, than thou shouldest vow and not pay. Then I say this when it comes to, to, uh, to missions conference. I say this, pray, make you vow before the Lord, and keep it. And if you don't have intention to keep it, don't vow. The Bible is clear right there what it says. God says it's like, you know, we're acting like fools because we don't mean what we say. Don't we live in a world like that where people don't really mean what they say? They have no basis. We talk to them and, you know, they're empty because they, really, they, don't, they don't really mean what they say all the time. As Christians, we need to be faithful to our God because He's faithful to us. Let D, I'm sorry, <clears throat> be faithful in small things. Another way to grow in faithfulness is to be faithful in small things. In the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, the servant who was given five talents put his money to work and gained five more. When the master returned, he told his servant his words, these words. And the Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee ruler over many things, and to thine to the joy of the Lord. So the book of Luke, refer, uh, Jesus reinforces this in these words. Look, it says in Luke 16, 10, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. So do you grow, do you want to grow in faithfulness? The faithful, be faithful in the small little things. Be faithful in the small little things and God will reward you greatly. 
little things. Sometimes we want the big things. What about the little things? That nobody even goes unknown for many people. You know? In our church, in First Baptist Church, many years ago, there was, we used to have the, you know, in the back of the old pews, there used to be, you know, the little wood thing, and you put the, the hymnals in there. And I just caught my eye after a while. There was a man there quietly, quietly, after the service was over. He did that every Sunday. He would go and put all these books all nice and line up. Every single book. I mean, he did that every Sunday. I kind of noticed. Then I began to watch, and he did it every Sunday. It was this Sunday night after the service. You put everything lined up, ready, ready. And like on Wednesday night, he was there again, making sure everything is lined up for Sunday morning. Little things. I mean, who would even think of that, right? But the Lord laid in his heart, and he was faithful. He was committed to that. I called the pastor's attention. He goes, oh, I know that for many years. I just don't say anything. It just blessed my heart. Everything is so lined up. You know, but as you know, it is a significant thing. Who would think of that? But you know, he did. The Lord lay in his heart and he was faithful, serving the Lord. That was his ministry. Every Sunday and Wednesday nights, that's what he did. He made sure all those books are lined up, every seat. He will go down the pews and line up all those, those hymnals. He was on, and he go to, you know, the offering thing with the like, offering envelope. He would make sure everything is nice and neat. And he did that every Wednesday night, every Sunday night. Be, be faithful in the Lord of things, even though people don't know. God knows. Amen. God knows. Amen. He knows he's watching his children. He knows. Letter E. Did I give you letter E? Yeah. Keep your word even when it hurts. Another way to grow in faithfulness is to keep your word even when it hurts. This goes a long way, what we said earlier about keeping the vows and commitments you make to the Lord and others. Uh, Psalm 15 in the Old Testament answered that question. It says in Psalm 15 verse 20, O Lord, I shall abide in thy tabernacle. You shall dwell in thy holy hill. The psalmist describes the person of integrity whose walk is blameless, who does, not, who does what is righteous and who speaks the truth from the heart. He keeps his oath even when it hurts. Did you make a promise that that is no longer easy or convenient to keep, but you keep going on because you said it, you will do it. You know, sometimes you say, I'm going to do this, and sometimes it becomes very hard to do it. But you know what? Because I'm a person of integrity, I'm a person of my word, I will be faithful to my promise. That's what God wants. Not like, oh, well, I changed my mind. Oh, well, nobody cares anymore. No, no. You said it, do it. You said it, do it. Jesus then came to earth and said, Lord, Father, I know you want me to Cal go to Calvary's cross, but I just going to, I don't want to go. And I'm not going. He followed through. He was faithful. You know what? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it becomes difficult, but follow through. You are, people will see you are a person of your word. You are a person of integrity. You are a person of faithfulness. And you will do it because he said, I promise that. All right, letter F. That's my last one. Ask God to develop the fruit of this or faithfulness in your life. Ask God. If you ask in obedience and faithfully, He will actually, and, and He will. Actually, that is a desire that His children walk in obedience to Him. Remember, you need to ask because the fruit of the Spirit is not our doing, but God's doing. 
the more we submit to him, the more we surrender to him, the more we allow him to, to, have a, uh, to be in the driver's seat of our lives, the more we will see his goodness, his love, his faithfulness towards us. The more we believe, the more the fruit of the Spirit will be displayed in us. So I finish with this. Proverbs 26 says, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man, listen to this, who can find it? Let me repeat that. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. And people do that all the time. But the Bible says, but a faithful man, who can find? Solomon had trouble finding a faithful person in his days. And things, are, and things are not different today. As Christians, we need to be faithful. Men and women who show uh, through our daily lives and actions that we are, can be trustworthy and we are people of character and integrity and faithful. And I pray that all of us will be that way. People of integrity. People of character. And people who are faithful faithful to God because he's faithful to us let's pray heavenly father thank you lord for the fruit of faithfulness lord is not our doing we have a tendency to do what we want and not faithful lord but the fruit of the spirit help us lord to grow into that fruit will be displayed in our lives in many different ways may we be loving people good people people of character people that is faithful to you, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.